0: fellowship, and love. CMF Curo is the country's first Catholic health share ministry to provide an affordable health sharing program rooted in Catholic teaching and community. Learn more at mycatholichealthshare.com. CMF Curo. Healthcare Fully Alive.
1: Mary's Touch, real-life stories of Mary's love.
2: I really do feel that Mary had a role in bringing me back to the Catholic Church. He
3: reminded me that Mary was my mom. I always fell upon if I needed a desperate prayer, I always called to Mary.
2: I could see that Mary had a hand in this.
3: She began to speak to my heart.
1: Mary's Touch, real-life stories of Mary's love.
3: Hi, everyone. I'm Alexis Walkenstein. Welcome to Mary's Touch, the show that brings you real-life stories of Mary's love. We have such a special guest on Mary's Touch today. I'm joined by Manny Montanez, an amazing man of God. He's a member of Legatus. He's a highly successful businessman and a family man, and he's an American hero. Manny is a United States Army Vietnam War veteran and a recipient of the Purple Heart. Manny enlisted in the Army during the Vietnam War in response to President John Kennedy's moving words, Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. This was in 1967, when he and his friends went to the local recruiter's office and said they wanted to serve their country. Manny was wounded in combat on January 8, 1969, and nearly lost his right leg. A rocket-propelled grenade struck him inside a tank. And the ordeal after multiple surgeries and rehabilitation left him with a struggle. He was finally able to walk again, and it was really his Catholic faith that sustained him during this trial and his Blessed Mother Mary. Pain remains, and he says that that's a reminder to him that he has his legs, that a reminder of God's call on his life. Manny, welcome to the show. Welcome to Mary's Touch. We want to hear your story.
2: Well, thank you, Alexis. It's, it's an honor. Anytime I can share my experience and uh, my belief and uh, the power of the rosary. It's a blessing in and of itself. So thank you.
3: You grew up Catholic. You, You talked to me a little bit before today's show about the influence of your family in, you know, coming to America and the rosary was really part of the faith formation. And you had a real zeal for the Lord young. Talk a little bit about that.
2: Well, yes, uh, being a cradle Catholic, uh, give you a little background. My grandparents were part of what's called the Bracero, B-R-A-C-E-R-O, Bracero program. And that was basically hiring of uh, cheap Mexican labor to work on the railroads here in the United States. And my grandparents, both sets that ended up being my grandparents, uh, made this journey every year they eventually, after two years, uh, were able to receive their citizenship uh, through the help of the Union Pacific. So I think very highly of the Union Pacific Railroad and how they sponsored my grandparents and helped them uh, finalize their citizenship before they were transferred to uh, Billings, Montana, where I was born. And um, the rosary, as you mentioned, has always been a very, very key component of our family's uh, spiritual uh, sharing in the evening uh, before bed. Um, As a young boy, I remember going and walking to rosaries uh, for friends who had passed away, and I I remember reciting the rosary in Spanish as well as English, but Mm. more importantly, just the power of seeing a family praying together, even before bed, uh, with our eyes drooping and, you know, our parents and my, my aunts would, would say, quit crossing your legs. Uh, it's not reverent to, to cross your legs. So, Little things like that, uh, stick in the back mm, of my mind. Uh,
3: sacrifice while you and, pray. Uh,
2: yes. So that has been a very, very key component to my upbringing. And, um, I wish I could say that my current family, we share that, but our kids have grown up and I hope, that the experiences that I gained as a child and shared with my kids as they were growing up, I hope that it reenters their life uh, regardless. Uh, I know they're not going to have a stickling point to it, but I hope that they remember those precious times as family praying together the rosary.
3: In the rosary, in the prayer, in the faith formation, you went to war. You had a, a really strong desire to serve the country. You're a patriot, which is beautiful. And um, we have a, a sub apostolate around Mary's Touch called Frontline Faith. The founder is Sherry Lamonte, and she saw a need to, to really bring Articles of faith into the front lines on bases in America so that men and women who are serving the country could be sustained With the very life-and-death situations that they are in which is very unique. She's using technology to do that But in Vietnam different situation you had to have the faith that informed you and to really practice that in some very difficult times Could you share a little bit about your ordeal?
2: Absolutely Uh Obviously, growing up, uh, I was Catholic educated. I had the Dominican nuns, and uh, through grade school and subsequently into junior high and high school. But the really formulative years were grade school and junior high, where uh, the Rosary, and this is pre uh, the introduction of uh, the Luminous Mysteries, so, you know, the Mysteries of Light, and in the Rosary, obviously, we, we learn of um, of... You know, the joy, the sorrow, and light, and the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, I recall being in the Army, stationed before I went to Vietnam, a lot of lonely nights, and I found that the rosary would help me ease the day's burdens and allow me to fall asleep. And I would feel guilty that I'd fall asleep praying the rosary, (laughs) so I'd pick it up whenever I felt I left off after the second or third but, uh, I took that same approach to Vietnam and, uh, well, I have my scapular, you know, scapulars get mm. tattered over the years. They're, they're in your wallet or wherever you keep them and not as easily as accessible wearing around your neck, especially in the steamy jungle. And so the rosary has always been kind of in my left pocket and very easily accessible. Mm. And, um, my mom, in addition to sending cookies and coffee cans, uh, she would also send two or three rosaries. Because friends would say, "Manny, oh, what are you wearing around your neck?" and I'd say, "That's my rosary." So it, it would allow me to share the the whole background of what the rosary represented to me and my mm. family. But more importantly, how you know even even as an unfaithful servant as we all are, and I am. Uh, how it reminds us daily of the struggles, the joys, and and the 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 illumination, the joy of light that we get from uh, focusing and, and relying on our Lord Jesus to help us with these burdens that we face and encounter in our daily lives.
3: Right, and the Blessed Mother and and Joseph were not blind to these anxieties as they had to go through their own trials you know and um we enter into the gospel by experiencing and praying through the rosary the the power of the word is is right there so when we enter in we have power did you experience that power when you were in the army and, and on the front lines and under attack what what oh, was like happened sure. what I- was happening to you spiritually as you were in this this warfare
2: well it, it's it's during the day when you're I was with an armored cavalry unit, so I was a tank commander, uh, and my unit was, uh, the third squadron, fourth armored cab. So when you're uh, sitting atop a tank, a 50 ton tank, and you're commanding that tank as a component in the, another platoon, uh, with the platoon, you have to, you have to really be zeroed in on what your mission is and where you're going. But, um, if you find yourself strained, you know, it, it wasn't as easy during the day uh, to uh, recite the rosary because your mind is so preoccupied with mission, tactics, uh, maneuvers, and whatever the day brings and, and presents to you, uh, especially if you're engaged in a firefight with the enemy. Well, that happened to be the case um, the day I was wounded. Uh, I remember, just backtracking a bit um, back in the sixth grade at St. Agnes School, I remember asking Sister Mary Rose one day, I said, Sister, why all the emphasis on um, attending Mass on first Fridays of the month and
3: Mm.
2: praying the rosary? And as a typical stern Dominican (laughs) would have, she she grabbed my ear and it's kind of like You little snot, why would you ask me such a silly? You should know the answer to that. And she said, Mr. Montanez, you will never die without a priest around to administer your last rites. That was seared into the back of my mind from an early age, Alexis. Mm. So on that fateful day on 8 January 1969, uh, we were involved in a pretty, pretty, bad firefight with a contingent of North Vietnamese Army regulars. And my tank was struck by a rocket propelled grenade. And uh, to give you a little understanding of what a rocket propelled grenade, an RPG does, it's point detonating. It's a shoulder fired weapon. And it works on the same principle as a cutting torch. Uh, You put a cutting torch to a piece of metal and you heat it and then you give it air and it blows through. Well, this RPG uh, blew through 10 inches of of armor, and that's what wounded me in both legs was the shrapnel that that, in effect, burned and then sprayed on the inside, and um, that's what wounded me, and as as you mentioned earlier, I came close to losing my right leg. I still have a big chunk of it that's missing because I'm missing about 8 inches of my fibula, a tendon that allows—I don't have the dorsiflexion, the elevation of my foot up and down like I do my left foot. But uh, I was in despair. I was—I was losing a lot of blood. I had tourniquets on both legs. Uh, I had given myself morphine injection, antropet in both hips, and didn't do much to ease the pain. And I remember clutching my rosary and. I uh, I must have yelled that out loud because the Lord heard me, and I said, Lord, Sister Rose promised me I would not die without a, a priest to administer my last rites. Now, I thought I was dying, and I was fading in and out of consciousness, so I, I'm thankful every day that I did not go unconscious. And uh, I um, there were no chaplains around that day to administer last rites, and All that kept flashing in my mind was I wanted to see my family. I I wanted to see my mom, my father, my brothers and sisters. It's just so amazing how your figures in your family pop into your mind. And halfway around the world, and and I'm experiencing this, but I'm praying my rosary. And I feel two guys help me and get me to safety, which the medic started you know, tending my wounds until the medevac chopper, the dust off, we called them, came and got me and another wounded guy and person who was killed in action. So, I, um, I attribute and I, I thank, I thank the Lord daily that um, He heard my cry, but more importantly that I stood on my faith and I, I remembered what Sister Rose said to me that day.
3: Mm, very prophetic in your life we're going to take a quick break we're speaking with manny montanez who is an amazing man of god who um is a war veteran a veteran of war a hero who's sharing his story how the blessed mother has really influenced and shaped his life but also saved his life on the front lines we'll be right back we're going to take a quick break and listen to our sponsor i'm alexis walkenstein you're listening to mary's touch
2: The Faith and Freedom Minute explores the intersection of our Catholic faith and modern American culture, offering insights to understand and navigate the divide between secular viewpoints and our Catholic principles. Brought to you by the Knights of Columbus, here is Texas State Deputy Douglas Oldmixon. A current executive order constrains the freedom of certain entities that contract with the federal government in terms of hiring staff. For example, If you are a religiously based entity that does business with the federal government and your faith supports traditional marriage or supports the church's teachings on same-sex relations, this executive order deprives you of the right to participate in such federally funded services. Many social services, including adoption, homeless shelters, immigration, and refugee settlement are provided by explicitly Christian entities. As Catholics and as Knights of Columbus, we urge the reversal of this executive order. Will you join us? This has been the Knights of Columbus Faith and Freedom Minute. To learn more about the effective witness and practical works of the world's largest Catholic family organization, please visit our website at kofc.org. That's k-o-f-c dot O-R-G.
1: You're listening to Mary's Touch, real-life stories of Mary's love in our lives. Visit Marystouch.org to find out how you can help support us with your prayers and your donations. Find out more about Mary and tell us your story. It's all at Marystouch.org.
3: We're back. I'm Alexis Walkenstein. This is Mary's Touch. And our guest today is Manny Montanez. He is a California man who has a, an amazing story, a testimony of a life of faith, a devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Rosary. And as a Purple Heart recipient, a war veteran, he was wounded. He thought he was going to die. And the words of a, a religious sister that pierced him as a child came came hauntingly back. That he would not die without the blessing and the anointing of a priest. And yet he didn't die. Manny, you're here today. You have a life that God has has graced and blessed. God saved you that day. What was your life like on the road to recovery? You still had a a long road to go, rehabilitation, learning to walk again, and and your faith got you through. And also you had some limits on on your work and your life, but God blessed you in in very many areas. Share a little bit about that.
2: Well, as a young boy, uh, baseball was my sport. And um, I remember having a desire to play professional baseball. And I played as high as Legion baseball in high school. And um, following my wounds, I did not walk for over a year because uh, of all the vascular damage and the surgeries to repair arterial damage, et cetera, uh, skin grafts, and everything that goes along with the types of wounds that it was not a bullet hole that, that wounded me. It was shrapnel. So you picture hot steel being thrown at your body at a high rate of speed and penetrates. It just lodged in my leg and
3: mm.
2: not just destroyed a lot of muscles, but also damaged a lot of uh, vascular veins, etc. But uh, I did not walk for over a year and um, I spent time in Okinawa at the um, Okinawa Med Center, which was a very large, catered primarily a lot of orthopedic-type injuries. And um, yes, the rosary, even in the hospital, helped sustain me because you just can't get up and walk around. Uh, Sure, they had the USO tour, and I can say that you know, I I met Joe Namath. Uh, he was part of the USO tour along with Johnny Cash and June mm. Carter in 1969. And Johnny Cash, I'll never forget. Alexis was singing, Folsom <laughs> Prison, and he had tears in his eyes. And he shared with us wounded soldiers in that hospital that day how uh, he was his career was down in the dumps, and he went to visit Folsom Prison, and it, it just shows uh, the gratitude and grace one receives by visiting those that are incarcerated or in the hospital, etc. And so that's kind of been part of my ministry to this day now. Mm. Uh, I go and see friends of friends, I pray with them, and... Uh, I share, if not the whole rosary, the entire rosary, uh, parts of the rosary. Mm-hmm. But I also, I also stand firmly on Psalm one eighteen, verse seventeen and eighteen, and and I share that with people who ask me about my experience of being wounded and how I was able to overcome the depths of despair. And mm-hmm. Psalm one eighteen is, "I shall not die, but live to declare the deeds of the Lord," and. It just amazes me how the rosary, when I'm having a bad day and Lord knows I'm human and I I ride that roller coaster of life that has its ups and downs. Uh, I went through a divorce early on. I've been blessed to say that I've been blessed to Lynn. We've been married 34 years Mm. and um, even through the ordeal of my first marriage, that ended in divorce. Uh, you know, she's a wonderful woman, and uh, I just—I was not there altogether. Uh, Vietnam vet. We came back to uh, to a different type of situation. Not that I was looking or we were looking for appreciation, but uh, as compared to today, we now have an all volunteer military. Mm-hmm. And back in the day when I was in the army, I was enlisted man. So I enlisted. We had the draft, and there were those uh, great friends who were drafted. But there was a percentage of those that were drafted and did not want to serve. You know, the draft disrupted their lives, and lo and behold, they found themselves in Vietnam. But more importantly, before they got there, they had to train. And so there were difficulties in overcoming the transition from Mm. training to a combat environment. And um, I found, even then, the dark nights, the lonely nights, cold nights, Mm -hmm. when you're wet and cold, praying and praying the rosary truly sustained me like nothing else. It got me through the war, but more importantly, it helped me get through uh, my first marriage. And I was down. I I had given up on my faith. I thought, wow, you know, terrible. My first wife leaves me and takes my two little girls, and um, I couldn't fight her for custody because you have to prove a mom unfit, and I couldn't do that. She mm-hmm. was a wonderful, loving mom. She just fell out of love with me, I guess, and I uh, I quit praying. I I went into the dark side, and uh, I I don't know what it was, but I started praying again, stopped into these little churches and would pray few prayers and then became standard i would I would get my rosary out and pray the rosary and of all people, I meet my wife, my current wife thirty four years in a country western bar, so you know if they say if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans mm. <laughs> and and so i I feel blessed to this day beyond i can't I can't describe the blessing that I feel that I've been blessed with. And that's one of the reasons why I, I give thanks in my daily rosaries, which I do multiple rosaries throughout the day. And, um, you know, we, we learn from Scripture to pray often. And I find sometimes when I'm feeling weak, you know, I say, Jesus, help me. Or, you know, or I pray a divine, a divine mercy rosary. It brings me up.
3: It's beautiful. It's beautiful that you received this in family life. You received the um, the call to prayer young. It's not that way today is, is prevalent in family life because we've got different obstacles with family life. There are fractures in family life. There are irregularities with daily meals, never mind daily prayers. And the seriousness of the world, the state of the world and our current military, you know, the stakes are high. Life and death hangs in the balance everywhere. What would you say to someone serving in active combat or even preparing for the type of service, radical service? You know, Jesus said no greater love is there to lay down one's life for his friends. And that's really what it it means to be serving your country that way. It's it's a radical service and a laying down of your life no matter what could potentially happen. And so the spiritual strength um of Christ in the church really needs to be a hallmark in that kind of service. What would you say to the parents of those that are serving or families of or those serving themselves about holding and staying close to Christ and the Blessed Mother?
2: Wow, that's that's a great question because I just shared that the other day with uh, a young parent who um, whose son is in the military and um, he's not a person of strong faith. And I said, "Look, but but you're, you you look healthy. You're eating right. You're exercising." I said, "Spiritual strength comes from practicing your faith, practicing and sharing and talking to our Lord." And I said, it's kind of like nurturing your body with the proper meals, proper food and ingredients and vitamins. And and I said, prayer is the same way. You can't just pray and expect a miracle to happen. That's just not the way it happens. I said, I'm, I'm a firm believer that spiritual blessings sometimes come wrapped in trials. Mm. And people don't understand that sometimes. It's uh, They expect something to happen almost immediately, but, uh, you know, unless we're prepared to pick up our crosses and endure, you know, faith is something that we can't see, but I believe in it, and I believe in my faith. And so I share that with young families, young parents, and, and some service members. I have a 501c3 called Fruitful Futures Project, and we support homeless veterans and other families in need. And and I share this with those that are struggling, because a lot of them have just fallen to the depths of despair, and they find that there's no way out. And I, I tell them that they're fortunate to be here today. Sure, they may be homeless, but they have a heart that's beating strong. You know, they can walk. And it's that desire. I said, you have to ask, our Lord to sustain you and strengthen you. As I said, even Jesus and his disciples, when they went on missions and walked the miles that they would walk, they were not distracted by the distractions of today. They had no cell phones, smartphones, or devices. Uh, they didn't have music, iTunes, and you know they didn't have televisions when they settled for the night. They walked, and what better comparison to think of that. You know, if you take some of these things out of your daily life that you're just so attracted to them, you can't put them down, even at the dinner table. Think about it. Our Lord, our apostles, the saints, they walked for miles, and they, they were in prayer. And that's what sustained them, and that's what, gives us the richness of our faith. And, and in the Bible, it's so evident in Scripture. We hear from all the prophets what they share and how they share it. And it's just so beautiful.
3: We've been with Manny Montanez and amazing testimony of faith. I love what you just said about all of the things that distract us, yet if we laid one or two of those things down, we certainly can add in this prayer, the prayer of the rosary, that will sustain us, that will bring us wisdom and strength for whatever we are called to do in life. Manny, thank you so much for your witness. Thanks for being here today.
2: Thank you, Alexis.
3: I want to thank our sponsors for today, the Texas State, Knights of Columbus for being our sponsor, and I want to thank all of you listeners. If you have a prayer request, please reach out to us via our website, Marystouch.org. You can send us an email and request your prayer. We have prayer warriors praying over all of your intentions. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tell a friend about Mary's Touch and follow me at Walkenstein on Twitter. God bless you. God love you.
1: This program is produced by Mary's Touch. A nonprofit corporation dedicated to bringing you the love of Mary and her son Jesus. If you have questions, comments, or a story to share, write to us at Mary's Touch, P.O. Box 341991, Austin, Texas 78734, or email radio at Marystouch.org. For more stories or to find out more about Mary, visit our website at Marystouch.org.
0: Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com.